0: Hello, I'm Sue Collinson, and I'll be speaking a little later. In our Lent series, we're looking at the wounds of Jesus. And today we're thinking about Jesus's feet. But we're going to think about his feet through a story that talks about what he does for his disciples' feet. It's a story that happens just a little bit before the story we had last week of Jesus in the garden, maybe just a few hours before. And it's a story that might be very familiar to some of us, but it might also sound a little strange.
1: So let's listen to it now. The reading today is from John chapter 13, verses 1 to 17. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realise now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he'd said not everyone was clean. When he'd finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them.
0: When I was nursing years ago, after a long shift, some of us sometimes would get together and massage each other's feet, and I loved it, but I know not everybody likes their feet being touched. Of course, in first century Palestine, you would be very used to having your feet touched because everybody had their feet washed. It was very much part of everyday life. But foot washing wasn't a nice job. It was a menial, unpleasant job. In our story, none of the disciples wanted to do it. None of them got up to do it. Because there's nothing glamorous about washing feet. It was just something boring and mundane that had to be done. And of course, the reason why it was so necessary was because in those days, cows and donkeys and other animals would use the same road as the people. And of course, it was often hot, so you wouldn't, you would normally wear sandals and so your feet would get dirty and muddy and they needed washing. And another thing about foot washing was, it was actually quite an intimate gesture. You can't wash somebody's feet at a distance, can you? You had to bend down and get close. And maybe that's also one reason why it was a job for the servants. It's not always comfortable being that close to someone's feet. But it's so different for us, isn't it? We don't have an equivalent of foot washing in our culture. When I was teaching some Japanese students English, I would sometimes go to their houses. And if ever I visited a Japanese house, I would take my shoes off as I came in. And I was always presented with a very nice pair of guest slippers. And we just don't have that sort of uh, equivalent, I don't think. Maybe taking someone's coat as they come in or making them a cuppa. But it's not quite the same, is it? Now, I know a lot of us have done a lot of walking these past few weeks. And round here in Twyford, I tell you, we have enough mud to last us a lifetime. And after a walk, sometimes my dear husband will bend down and wash the mud off my boots. It's an act of service that I very much appreciate and I love him for it. But foot washing is a bit different to washing mud off your boots. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he is showing us an act of service that is deeply profound, but also incredibly practical. And I think it's good for us to look more closely at what he did so that we can do the same. Foot washing is, as we've said, just mundane and ordinary, just like washing up or hanging the washing out or putting the bins out. It's nothing special. It just has to be done, nothing noteworthy. So I wonder, where might Jesus be asking us to do that act of service that goes unnoticed? And it's also necessary. We all have needs, don't we? Basic needs for food and shelter and clothing and warmth. And these needs, of course, must be met. I wonder, where might Jesus be asking us follow in his footsteps as we meet the practical needs of someone else, maybe the need for a lift or a meal or some babysitting. And serving people in this Jesus way is not always comfortable, it brings us close to people and in this place of vulnerability we are known and we know And that's not always a comfortable place to be, that place of vulnerability. I think most of us often would like to live more independently and not have to need that sort of help or not be in a position where we are dependent upon for that sort of help. And of course, at the moment, we can't touch many people. And that is something that we have really grieved over because human touch is really important. But intimacy can also come through a phone call. I think it requires the same sort of vulnerability to reach out to someone when you're not sure of what sort of reaction you're going to get, whether that's phoning a neighbour or a member of your family who you feel a bit distant from. And intimacy uh, can also be in those difficult conversations that you have with people. Those conversations where you know that something painful needs to be said, but it's important for the relationship to grow or to be healthy. So I wonder, where might Jesus be asking us to follow in his footsteps by showing intimate care for someone else? As I've said, boot washing is different to foot-washing. Boot-washing doesn't require quite so much of us. I think foot-washing requires a greater level of humility. It requires more self-sacrifice and intimacy. And it's important for us to understand this, but what's more important is that we do it. Jesus says, the blessing comes not in the understanding of what he has done, but in the doing of it. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. But this is not just a story about washing feet. It's not just a story about how we are to serve one another. When Jesus gets up from the table and takes the, bat, the towel around his waist picks up the bowl and bends down to wash his followers' feet. He is crossing a boundary. He is their lord and master. He shouldn't be doing the washing. Why are you doing this? Peter asks. This feels all wrong. The ball's on the other foot. I should be helping you. I should be serving you, not the other way around. You see, Jesus is showing us a different way, a new way. He's demonstrating the new kingdom, the new society that he is establishing. And this is a radically different world. It's a place where those with power and status willingly give it up to serve others. It's a place where we learn that we all need to give and receive a place where we live perhaps in dignified dependence on each other and when jesus sets us an example he does more than just give us a picture of something we must aspire to it's not like when we look at a brilliant pianist and we say what a great example of discipline that is because seeing the pianist doesn't actually make us any more disciplined. It's perhaps a little bit more like seeing a rock climber, an expert rock climber, showing us where the footholds and handholds are to climb the mountain, or maybe watching someone cooking a cake and uh, then being able to follow what they have done in order to, to make the cake. Jesus does more than say, follow me. He says, do as I am doing. Let me show you how to do it. And then he helps us do it. John, who was there that night, tells us this story so that we ourselves can be like Jesus. John says Jesus knew completely and confidently who he was. He was assured of his identity as God's son. He knew that God had given him all authority and he knew where he'd come from and where he was going. He was sure of his purpose and his destiny. The following day, Jesus' feet were to be bound and fixed to a piece of wood. A nail was to be hammered into his feet through his bone excruciatingly painful. This man who stepped into boats, climbed mountains, wandered through fields, even walked on water, this man is now the one who is bound and rendered powerless. There may be times in our lives where we have a small sense of that powerlessness Perhaps we too have felt restricted and held back. Perhaps we felt that we've been denied some of our freedom. We haven't been able to go where we have wanted to go or do what we've wanted to do. And when I say we, I don't just mean us in lockdown. I mean we as the human race. There are those who are abducted, those who are sold into slavery, those who are imprisoned, or held hostage, even in their own homes. And all this suffering, in us and around us, is a consequence of sin. It's the effect of a world gone wrong, of people who've done wrong. As the hymn so beautifully puts it, it was our sin that held him there. And the amazing mystery of the cross is that Jesus was bound and restricted so that ultimately we would be free. He was held in that place of powerlessness so that we needn't be. And as we experience that freedom as God's children, we are enabled to serve in the way that he serves others. We're about to sing a song, The Power of the Cross. And the words remind us that it was through Jesus' suffering that we have been set free. And my prayer for us is that we would learn to serve in that freedom. That we would serve others in a foot-washing sort of way, not just in a boot-washing sort of way that our service would be both practical and intimate, and we would never worry about how how mundane it might seem. But I also pray that our service would flow out of who we are, that we would know that we are Jesus' followers, beloved children of God, empowered and helped by the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're now going to have that song, The Power of the Cross, so do join in if you'd like to or if you'd rather just sit and listen to the words as Tom sings them.